Welcome to the Veggies Before Noon podcast, sharing veggies for your mind and lifestyle and the planet. I'm your host, Emily Poulin, and on this episode, we are going to be embracing new month energy. It is September, and if September was a day of the week, it would be a Monday. I really want to share with you guys what I've done to prep for this month ahead and honestly, to embrace the next four months of 2021. Can you believe that there's only four months left of this year. I can't believe it, and I say this way too much, but time literally flies, and here we are, jumping into the last four months of this year. So I'm gonna go over a couple things that I've done to help myself take in where I've been the last few months of this year, where I'm going, what's been working, what hasn't, and just, kind of get clear on some of my goals right now and set my intentions for this next month so I can pace myself for the months to come. I feel like there's so much opportunity right now. September is filled with endless possibilities of what you can start to accomplish for the next four months and it starts now. We're coming off of summer. We've had a beautiful time relaxing, catching up with friends and family, enjoying the sunshine. And of course, the world is not back to normal yet. I don't know if we're ever going to go back to normal. But when I write down my goals and plans for the next couple weeks and start to plan out what it's going to look like, that to me makes me feel the best and most comfortable in being quote unquote normal. So if you're feeling like it's been a long year, you need some structure, you need something to look forward to and work towards, this episode's going to be really great to get clear on what that might look like and how you can get there because seriously, September is the best time to set new goals and to finish off the year strong. So the first thing that I would say is that sit down with a piece of paper and pen and reflect on the year so far and think back to January when you wrote out your new year resolutions, when you were picturing the rest of the year, what were you wanting? What kind of goals were you setting? And what sort of expectations did you have? And take a moment to celebrate and recognize all of the things that you did accomplish. Small, or big. It's really important to take time to appreciate all that has happened and to be really honest with yourself of maybe some things that didn't go down the way you thought it was going to. Why do you think that was? Maybe you weren't planning ahead enough. Maybe life just got in the way. Maybe the state of the world got in the way. Whatever it may be, it's just important to remember what you were wanting at the beginning of this year and then reflect on where you're at now and what you think were some of the reasons why certain things didn't happen because this is your time to reset and to pivot and to embrace the next four months. September will eventually be over and then we'll be in October and the next four months of 2021 will happen. So how do you want to feel as they are happening at the end of each month, at the end of 2021? That is your why, that is your motivation, and think about that as you're setting your goals and as you come up with a plan of how you're going to achieve them. One of my favorite ways of setting goals and to feel like I'm on track is to have and stick to a night routine. I started implementing this in May 2020, 
and it was one of the best things that I ever did. And once I understood this concept, it started making so much sense. But we always put so much pressure on ourselves to have a morning routine and wake up and have this whole process for setting up our day. But the best way to set up your day is to make sure you're getting enough rest and setting up your day the night before. And if you think about it, this makes perfect sense. If you stay up all night and then you go to bed late, you never feel great in the morning. You feel a little bit tired, lethargic, maybe you slept in and then you've missed your alarm or you've snoozed your alarm. And then it just sets you up into a cycle where you're always one step behind. And it just causes this ripple effect. It creates stress in the body. You feel like you're one step behind in every aspect because now you're rushing around, you're forgetful, you're more irritated, and you're stressed. You're stressed about being late for whatever you had to wake up for. Maybe it's to do a morning routine, but now that you're a little bit behind, you don't do your morning routine, you skip your meditation, your workout, your healthy breakfast, the list goes on. And I have been there too many times to admit I would sleep in, I would snooze my alarm, I would be rushing out the door. That's when I would forget things like my lunch or my water bottle or shoes that I need for later in case I was going to another job or going to the gym. The list goes on. It also spikes up your cortisol. So it's just awful for your hormones, for your health, for your mental clarity. So why I love this is I just find setting up your day the night before just gives you peace of mind. And another reason why I love it is that if you struggle falling asleep at night, writing down everything you're going to do the night before and planning out your day helps me fall asleep. And I find if I ever skip doing that, I lie in bed and I just go over all the things that I still need to do or didn't get done, or that I'm going to be doing the next day. So a part of my night routine is I write out my day the night before. I go into my calendar, I have an agenda, and I use it all the time to plan out my weeks, but the night before, I look at it, I review it, and I write in other things that are happening that I know I wanna do. If I've had a bit of a busy day, or something happened, or there's a lot on my mind, I take time to write out a page in my journal of everything that's going on and that I'm thinking about. I like to call it a big brain dump and I get it out of my head onto the piece of paper. When I don't do this, I really notice the difference because I lie in bed and I go over all of the stuff that I wish I had just written down and I just continue to go over it in my head. So that's my number one tip for just feeling like you're getting some control in your life feeling like you're staying on track and setting yourself up for success. Now, my second tip, and this is how I prep my goals, set my goals, is I break my goals into three categories because I find I often have different goals that are attaining different elements of my life. And I like looking at my life in different categories. So the number one area that I do is health. Then I do personal and the third is career. You can choose whatever category you want. You can do more than three. Whatever speaks to you, 
go for it. I just find those are the top three areas that I like to set goals in. For health, this could be something like you want to start to meal prep. You want to go to the gym three days a week. You want to wake up in the morning and meditate. You want to drink more water. I mean, these are all basic common things that we've all heard of for goal setting in your health, but this can be anything. Just ask yourself, is there an area in your health you want to improve? Maybe you want to start taking supplements. Maybe you want to hire a nutritionist or a hormone coach or someone to help you get the most optimal health that you can. Maybe you want to stretch more after the gym. There's little things that you can do to just improve your overall health and just ask yourself, is there something that I think I could be doing better? For personal, this could be an array of things. This could be reading more. This could be connecting with your friends and family more, having some difficult conversations. This could be personal development. Maybe you want to start listening to more personal development podcasts or read a book or register in a new course. Maybe it's picking up a hobby or learning a new skill. Again, personal is just whatever you find about yourself that you want to work on and something that you want to start to do. I honestly think personal could even be starting to meditate or make time for your personal self-care. Like maybe every night for 30 minutes, you're going to do a self-care routine or you're going to do something that helps you connect with yourself and build that relationship with yourself. For the third category, which for me is career, when I look at my career category before it would be graduating, so I would write out my courses that I'm taking and goals that I want to do towards school. So maybe it was doing the readings every night or getting a certain grade on a project. Now that I've graduated, my career focus is more on the podcast and future careers that I'm working towards. If you're already in your career, maybe it is applying for a new promotion or taking a new course so you can widen your skill set, add something to your resume. Maybe it's networking. Maybe it's just bringing a better positive mindset to your work life and to your team. Again, get creative with this. Is there something that's been holding you back? Or is there something that is bothering you and that you know you could improve and work on? This is the time to write it down and think about little small action steps that can get you to that goal. And then once you have your three categories and your three goals, I basically pick one goal for each one. It just kind of helps you look at the different areas that you're going to be working towards. And I find and the best advice that I can give after so many trial and errors, making so many mistakes, is set these goals really small. And even if you have a big goal, take that goal and break it down into tiny little goals, which are basically little action steps. Now, what has helped me get momentum on taking action towards these goals is a theory called activation energy and essentially what it is is that in order to start this goal or if you can anticipate a time when you know you're not going to always feel like it if you can make the smallest step possible if you can tell yourself that all you have to do is 
do the tiniest task possible. For an example, one of my health goals last year was to stretch every night before going to bed. And some nights I wouldn't want to stretch. I'd get home late from work and I would just want to go to bed. But I would stretch for three minutes. And the next thing you know, I'm actually stretching for 15 or 20 or 30 minutes. And that's kind of how activation energy works. It also helps when you're writing papers. For an example, you could just tell yourself, all I need to do is write the title. That's pretty easy. So once you're sitting down at your computer and you open up the Word doc and you write down your name and the date and the title, pretty soon you're going to be writing out the first sentence. And that's just kind of how activation energy works. So start really small and be realistic with your time, but also don't bail on yourself and don't bail on your goals. If you wrote it down on your list, another huge element of this is self-trust. You want to trust yourself for achieving these goals. So if you tell yourself, I'm going to stretch every night before I go to bed, but every night before going to bed, you just don't feel like stretching, do one stretch, do one downward dog, and that can be it. Maybe that is your goal. I'm going to do one downward dog every night before going to bed, but I'll be surprised if you don't end up doing a little bit more than that, and then eventually the habit of just doing that one downward dog becomes a little yoga flow in your bedroom every night, and then you'll start to feel really good because you are doing what you said you're going to be doing and you're building that self-trust and the goal that you set out for yourself, you're actually hitting that goal and that feeling feels so good. It literally feels like the best thing in the world when you can go to your agenda or wherever you write down your goals and be able to actually tick it off and say, yes, I did that. So that pretty much sums up my tips and techniques for goal setting. If you guys end up using any of these techniques or you find it helpful, please let me know. I would love to hear what you came up with, if you chose the same categories, if you had different ones, if the activation energy technique worked. I think it's the best thing I've ever learned and it really does work. So just remember, all you got to do is one downward dog. Um, so one more thing that I want to touch on because of course it's September, it's a new season, we're transitioning from summer into fall and that means there's going to be new clothes, a new wardrobe, a new season to dress for and September being a really good month to become more sustainable because we're building new habits, we're setting new goals and we're kind of getting back into our normal daily routine as opposed to the summer lifestyle where the days are nice and long, you're going on vacation, you're coming back from vacation, and we're just not really in our daily routines. We're kind of outside of our routines, and maybe we don't even have a routine. So it's easier to forget about sustainable habits and things that we want to be doing to help support the planet now is such a good time to start those habits and start building it into your daily routine. I really want to encourage you to take the time to do a thorough closet clean out. Organize your closet. Look at what you have. I can almost guarantee 
that there are items in your closet and in your wardrobe that you have completely forgotten about. I do this a lot and I find when I go through my closet in September and I pick out what I have, I make a couple different piles. The first pile that I usually make is the get rid of it pile where I'll just donate it. Usually these are clothes that are just really old and I just know there's no point of trying to sell them. The second pile is my selling pile. So these are clothes that I just don't really wear anymore. Maybe they're still in style or it's a good brand. I just don't ever find myself wearing it and I'd rather just make a little bit of money on it. Maybe it doesn't fit me anymore. Um, and then the third pile is a tailoring pile. So these are clothes that maybe have a hole in them or I need to get them hemmed or I wanna get it altered so it fits me better. I find the best way to go through this process is to actually try on the clothes. And maybe that seems obvious, but a lot of the time before I would just hold something up. And then it's also a good time to start to put outfits together and pair your items with other ones so you can kind of start to build outfits in your wardrobe. And then that also helps you know what to look for, what to buy next when you do go shopping or you're on Marketplace or wherever you buy your clothes because maybe there's now like an inspiration from an outfit that you know would look good or you know you're missing something and yeah, I just find that really helps and then also you have these go-to outfits and if you're anything like me, I never know what to wear. I always feel like I have nothing to wear so again, this can be a good opportunity to start making outfits and you can start planning your outfits in advance. I also find that when you do go through your closet and you organize everything and you get a good idea of what you have, it makes getting dressed so much easier and less stressful and having an organized clean closet is so rewarding. And also I do a two year rule where if I haven't worn it for two years, I donate it, I will try to sell it, or I'll put it into a bag where I'll donate for the next season because unfortunately a lot of places only take seasonal clothing. So that means that if you start this now, you can get rid of all your fall and winter clothes at a store and go and sell them there or on Marketplace. But for an example, a lot of summer clothes right now if you're going through your closet and you're noticing that, okay, I didn't wear any of these clothes all summer, it's time for me to get rid of them, it's gonna be really hard to sell those. So if they're good quality and they're good brands, I would keep them and hold on to it for next summer. And just remember next spring, like put a reminder on your phone or in your calendar to pop up so that you can go bring them into a store then and sell it. The stores that I like to sell from in Vancouver is Turnabout, there's a few locations. And then there's also another location called Paper Hearts, I think. Maybe I'm messing this up. But it's on 4th and it's another consignment store that you can actually bring your clothes into. And when they sell, they pay you a certain percentage. And another great reason to organize your closet is because a clean room is a clean mind. And that's a saying that my grandy used to always say to me. It really resonates with me. And... Since this month is about setting intentions and setting up our goals and trying to stay on track and feeling really good about where we are at, carving out some time before to just clean out your space and get organized 
is another way of setting yourself up for success. All right, friends, this concludes the episode for today. I hope you found this helpful, and I'm wishing you all a happy and healthy September. Make sure you are following Veggies Before Noon on Instagram at Veggies Before Noon, and also hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow on Spotify. Show the podcast some love by leaving me a rating or review. I really appreciate it. And make sure to let me know if you have used any of these tips and you think they are helpful. I would love to see what you come up with. I can't wait to chat with you guys next week. Until next time, bye.